0: Welcome back to another week on the Catholic Toolbox, the art of practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manasseh, here as you give be with practical tools to live your faith in our modern world of today. And this week, I have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, Dr. Eon Kwan. Welcome aboard to the show.
1: Thanks very much, George.
0: Thank you very much. It's, a it's really a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Absolutely. It's great to have you here. For those who don't know you, why don't you start off by introducing yourself and- yeah, sure. uh,
1: Work and some of the great work that you do? So I'm a senior lecturer at the University of New South Wales, uh, UNSW, mm-hmm. in finance. And so I'm what's called an education-focused academic, in which I focus mainly on education, as the name suggests. And mm-hmm. I deal a lot with many students. I challenge these students in, the, in terms of finance and in terms of ways of thinking. But I try to In the background there, I'm trying to help them to develop their their person, to develop their human virtues. And so that is, if you like, um, one of the challenges I have is using finance as a way, as a tool, if you like, as a a way of of helping students develop their personality and develop their careers and develop their their human virtues. That's that's
0: absolutely amazing. Not many people put it that way where they use finance to help people
1: <laughs> grow in human virtue. <laughs> no, it's true, you know, because, I mean, a lot of my students, I mean, I guess many people in general have the idea of finance is about making money. And it's funny, you know, I, that's actually how I start one of my fir- my first lecture is yeah. what is finance? And everyone says, you know, making money, getting rich. And, and in fact, the, the question I ask them is, how do you make money? That's the first question I always ask them. And it's really funny how, how we go through that, that process. And you know, obviously, there's a bit of tongue-in-cheek in that. But at the same time, <clears throat> it's trying to lead them towards a, uh, a way of understanding finance is much more than just making money. Um, and so I <clears throat> through the, the, the teaching I do, I actually help students to develop, lo and behold, numerical skills. But also publicly public speaking skills, learning how to analyze companies and how to value companies, how to decide whether they should invest in this one versus that another company when in in the with this, why does the stock market go up or why does it go down? and and to talk about the reasons for these sorts of things. So I'm helping training them to to think about this, but also to under have have, have an underlying understanding not only of how the market works, but how they as people can participate in making the market, the, the financial market, a better place and not just a jungle, okay? Yes, it is a jungle, but at the same time, there's a lot of virtue behind it if, if, you, if, you, if you look closely.
0: And I hear you do some amazing work with assisting students developing to develop professionally and transition out of the university space into the professional workplace.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So one of the things I use a lot is competitions. Mm-hmm. And competitions help students to develop professionally as well as to develop their, their, their CV. If they go to competitions run by different companies or done, run by different universities, they put these on their CV. This is a great entry entry line for their CV. And so I'm helping them to, to, to basically d- develop their the way they come across. To potential employers that's absolutely amazing and and you
0: you do some work to connect them with 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 employers as well I mean I mean when we go to university often uh, you you don't see many academics working to connect students with the professional space you often have to go network and find your own Uh, I remember you know I had to network myself and go find my own way but 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 it's it's amazing work that you you go out of your way to help these students and and that's that that's definitely some human virtue right there. But absolutely. But let's go straight into the topic. I'm really excited for this topic. Um, uh, Professional prestige, why we work. Now, what is uh, what is what do you mean by professional and prestige? Well, have anything to do with God being prestigious and professional? Often, okay. it, so these yeah. are
1: these are very very interesting questions because um, it goes to the heart of of the question of what is work, okay, and the idea of which comes back to um, Saint Josemaria um idea of well, not so much his idea; it's God's idea. It's always been there. Uh, Saint Josemaria was really uh, a, a, an instrument for God to bring about this idea of sanctification of ordinary work. <clears throat> so professional's prestige is all about how do I turn my work into something that is, that is used to, to, to glorify God. So the word professional is really to do with your work. Okay, So everyone has a profession. I mean, people, you know, students, my students, many people go to university, go to TAFE, go to do some sort of vocational training in order to to learn a profession, okay? So the profession is about getting their job, they get trained. And even those who later on, you know, because they get old, they retire, you know, even those people, in a sense, have a profession because they'll always say, "What were you before?" You know, I was a doctor, I was a lawyer, I was a I was a tradie, whatever. Okay, and it's also about professional prestige. So, what do we mean by prestige? So, prestige is really, <clears throat> in in human terms, is money. The more money you get, the more prestige in that sense you have. Status in terms of title. You know, you get you get called. You know. Uh, <laughs> uh, a certain level of, of grade yes. you, your position you get called a doctor or barrister or uh, uh, or, or, or you know um, professor in in my case <clears throat> in in the in academia so prestige is really a human thing it's sort of a, a, a sign of where you are in society so professional prestige is really this idea that um, that drives many people is that we we uh, want to do well in our jobs so that we become more prestigious and prestige with prestigious with prestigiousness comes well with prestige comes money, status, position, title, and that sort of thing. So
0: it's, 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 it's absolutely amazing, but how do we connect that to, to the divine, the supernatural? Okay. So,
1: when you um when when you work you need supernatural well, you need to have human virtues okay you need to know how to to be organized to be orderly you need to be honest you need to be hardworking you need to um, uh, be analytical there are many different if, if you like human virtues that require you to to, to exert um, lots of effort and time in learning, and <clears throat> different different people call them different things, but in 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 a, in a Christian sense, these are what you call human virtues. okay so now, human virtues are really important because from a Christian point of view, supernatural virtues are built upon human virtues. Yeah, okay? so sure. We we know that from our Christian faith, there are there are different types of supernatural virtues. <clears throat> so supernatural virtue of faith, hope, and charity being the, 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 the ultimate um, supernatural virtues. Now, one who has faith but is not very orderly is very difficult to be, you know, to develop this this supernatural faith. It's not that not that you cannot have have supernatural faith, even a baby. When they're first born and baptized, they have supernatural faith. But we build that uh, supernatural virtues of faith and hope upon the super, um, upon the human virtues. So that's why, from a Christian point of view, mm-hmm. when we work and we exert our human virtues, we learn how to do things well. We we get driven to to, to, to develop um, professional prestige. At the same time, we're, uh, if we do it in the right way, with the right balance of these things, you can actually also help to develop your supernatural virtues. Okay,
0: exactly.
1: So it's not just about doing things well and
0: trying to make money and achieve the human elements of it, but, but, but doing it well and then it having in that ordered way where we can actually offer it up to God, where we're growing in prestige that can be glorified. Is, <clears> it, is that what you're saying?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it comes back to the reason why we work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? The reason why we work, obviously, is I mean, there's, if you like, if you think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And Maslow's hierarchy of needs it says there's some very basic needs, like we need to have a roof over our head, we need to have clothes, we need to have food, we need to have, have um, <clears> at <throat> least basic living. On top of that, there are other needs. And on top of that, there are other needs on to- uh, uh, above that such as self-actualization and development of your, of your, your personality and human, and human nature. <clears throat> so um, w- what happens is that when we develop these human virtues, we are building up our person. We are becoming a better person, a more, um, if you like, impressive person. Okay? Mm-hmm. In that sense, becoming more a child of God. Because that's really what we're trying to do. If we and as we try and integrate that with our faith, our work, our study—if you're a student, our um, our, our profession—becomes a way of actually worshiping God. Because mm-hmm. in little things that you do, you find God. In as serving far, other as people, far
0: the time of prayer, the the formal so- time of prayer and being in church and. And, yeah. and and praying in yeah. the rosary. So actually in the secular work, the, the secular work that we're doing in the ordinary circumstance that we find
1: ourselves Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what, what it means is that your work is no longer just a thing for gaining professional prestige, mm-hmm. but is really you're using that professional prestige to serve other people. And ultimately it's about serving God. Okay. So the whole, in a sense. Inversion of why we are doing uh, seeking status and money and so forth is really for the service of God and for the service of other people, and then all those other things, all those other "quote unquote" good things will come, or maybe not come. Okay, and if they don't come, that's also in a sense uh, a way—you uh, uh, know—it's a much more difficult way of doing, but still a Christian way of doing things.
0: It's a very transformative way of thinking, but uh, is this is, is it for? Is this a
1: Christian virtue? Those are, those are my thoughts here. So like pursuing money, status? Yes, and that's professional
0: sort of prestige. Is pursuing professional
1: prestige a Christian virtue? Mm. That's the thought that comes to my mind. It's, a, it's actually a, it's a very, well, it's on the one hand, an easy question to answer, but also a difficult question to live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the answer is, yes, it is a Christian virtue. Okay, So in the sense that when we pursue money, status and so forth, mm-hmm. but for a good reason, which is okay, because I want to be a good doctor, I want to be a good tradie, I want to be a very, very good um, plumber or electrician, and I do a good job um, because in my work, when I connect wires and I clean up the rubbish from, from inside the tubes and connect them together and do a good job, I'm actually serving other people and ultimately I'm serving God in that, in that job that I do. And as a consequence, Hey, they're going to pay me for it Mm -hmm. and they pay me good money because they could pay me more because I've done a good job. Not, (laughs) I mean, that, that's ultimate. That's, that's what we'd like that to happen. Okay. But so in a sense, when we do a good job from a human point of view, we should get paid for it. Okay. So it's only just to do that. But at the same time, from a Christian point of view, why do we do this? It's to serve God and to serve other people. That's ultimately why we should be doing that. So instead of of money and prestige and so forth being the the ultimate factor of why we do it, we turn it around. We do this for God, for serving other people, and the other things like money, prestige, and so forth, uh, status, and so forth, will come. So it's really...
0: I mean, if you're a good worker, in a sense, it, it's just changing your, just rewiring our perspective on how we work. That's and right. Just the
1: motivation behind <laughs> it. Uh, so, and-, and this comes to the, the point is that it's easy to talk about. Okay. It's easy to say, this is the way we should do it. But in practice, it's very difficult because we're, we're human, yeah. You know? As we earn more money, you say, wow, this is this is great. As I earn more prestige, wow, this is this is great. And you sort of feel like you're you're on top of the world, and you know you earn your first paycheck, and your next paycheck is better, and you, you get a bigger job. And that's and oh, I'm becoming more famous, I'm getting better clients, I'm I'm getting richer and so forth. And slowly God being up here starts and it starts you put start putting money, prestige, and all that sort of stuff so in practice it's difficult you know you are uh, always having to fight who goes first who goes first that sort of thing okay and that's what, that can, is the uh, what can keep uh, <clears throat> i mean it's i mean it
0: all comes down to what is sanctifying our work because that can sort of keep us in check i believe hmm. what what is sanctifying our work how can we sanctify our work uh, so hesbury speaks about it i mean we read in the way the forge the forest some of his works but what does it actually mean to sanctify our professional work? Because I think that might be a key why, uh, how we can sort of keep God at the centre within such a secular thing where, you know, we might get caught up in invoices, you know, operational issues, uh, in, in your case, you know, lecturing and working with students. It's easy on human level to get distracted. But, but how can we, what is... What do you mean by sanctifying work? I think that might be a key to, mm. to, to be able to keep but God in the center.
1: Sanctifying work basically means putting God as the reason why we work. That's okay. it. It's so about it's not putting for God.
0: Cash. Not just for cash. and It's not for
1: cash. Sanctifying work means I want to make this job, this task that I'm doing, holy because I'm, Okay, and make it holy by doing by doing it well, by doing it on time, by doing it on budget, by not pissing anyone off, by not um, uh, by you know doing the right thing, doing ethically the right thing. Okay, not cheating anyone. So this is what sanctification of work is. because it comes down to human things as well. But we turn the so any person or tradie or doctor or lawyer can do those things just do things really really well but he or she may not be able to sanctify it because he doesn't offer it up or she doesn't offer it up to God doesn't do it for God okay but does it for themselves or for for other uh, less important motives such as simply to to you know it could be for their family to make money and so forth which is great but to sanctify it, you need to do it for God. Okay. That is ultimately what sanctification of work is. It's the motive, the reason why I'm driving myself to do this, is to serve our Lord. So, and this is this is difficult because, well, difficult and easy. Okay. Because as St. Marie used to say, as soon as I offer up my work, I sanctify it. God, I'm doing this for you. And very often. Um, people offer up their work first thing in the morning. They up when they when they wake up in the morning, they make a morning offering. They offer up their work. I'm gonna all the work that I do, I'm gonna offer up for you. When they start working, I'm gonna do this for you. Okay, that's how we sanctify our work. That's how you sanct, you know, turn our work into a means of sanctification.
0: And, and how does professional <clears throat>
1: prestige? Okay. <clears throat> work and prestige so as we've been saying that these these two aspects when you work well okay you work well you should get paid for that good job Mm -hmm. um and that work done well is if you like leads to professional prestige Mm -hmm. money status titles etc okay but then, at the same time, if we offer it up to God, we do it for God, we sanctify our work. And so professional prestige becomes a way in which we serve God through our work. So one of the very, very important things, okay, and this is leads to an, another important point, is why do we pursue professional prestige? According to St. Maria, the reason why we want to pursue professional prestige is so that we can attract other people to God. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we want to glorify God firstly. Absolutely. That's sanctification
0: of work. And serve other people and serve our fellow man, whoever we're doing the work for. And obviously we're serving our families by getting paid for and being able to provide. So we're serving God, our fellow man, uh, but but what you're saying is this overflows
1: into absolutely possible okay. so um, this area of of attracting other people to follow god as well so professional proceeds so just imagine a person who is a, is a good plumber yeah. and other people know that he is a good plumber yes and so when he employs someone, he said, "Yeah, I want to work for this guy because he's he's a good plumber. He's a good boss. He's a, he's fair. He's he, he pays us well. He's he's um, gives us good conditions." And so people start following him. Okay, workers start following him, or a, or a factory leader. You know, you're working in a factory. You're going to be a, the a, the lead the lead um, um, <clears throat> factory worker. They're going to start following them. So professional prestige. Gets people to say, hey, this guy does a good job. He's and they start to follow him. And so through professional prestige, you actually end up serving more people because other people are following you and doing a good job. And you're influencing them to learn human virtues, to offer up their work for God. Okay. And at the same time, you know, grow in professional prestige themselves. So professional prestige therefore becomes a way. Of help of attracting people and serving more people, but through your prof- doing your
0: profession well and, be- and exercising those human virtues, absolutely, people then gravitate towards you, and then how, and then obviously through conversation, through friendship, you can then witness to the gospel.
1: Absolutely, yeah, excellent, and, and, by and- using your
0: profession as that means
1: exactly, yeah. And the thing is, you see. When you, when you work as a good professional and come back to the idea of a plumber or a factory worker, you don't have to be talking about God all the time. Mm, mm. So in that sense, apostolate is not always talking about God. It's not preaching them. It's, it's in a sense, it's preaching with your actions, preaching with the way you do things, preaching with the way you treat other people. It's not, you know, getting on the, you know, giving them sermons or anything like that. I mean, sermons have a place, but not, not in the place of work. You, you're teaching people, people who are following you, especially if you start to earn professional prestige, you're teaching the people how to serve other people by doing things well, by being on time, by not cheating, by, by doing the right thing, by being ethical, et cetera. So professional prestige helps you to help other people. Okay? That's really... It's very interesting reason. because you think of that one person, you know, at work
0: who's doing a great job, <clears throat> um and, and and because of that prestige built up people will respect you a little bit more i mean if you do a shoddy job i mean i remember when i first started out in the workplace you know mm-hmm. i wasn't the best when i first started out so i was actually naturally just naturally i was i was a bit shy to share my faith because i wasn't the best at what i was doing so i naturally felt a bit If mm, I talk about my faith that might associate you know the way i work we're still trying to learn, making mistakes with <laughs> with uh, with my faith. So I think I better wait till I become better at what I do, gain some respect or prestige, what you call prestige, and then talk and then naturally uh, uh, talk about my faith. Or it could come up. So uh, I mean, it, it, that's how I learned to understand professional prestige in the context of our faith,
1: and in serving others. Hmm. I mean, yeah. at the same time though. I mean, we're all human. We, we, don't, we all have to go through this uh, phase of learning. So, <clears throat> so even if you're in the phase of learning and you're not, in that sense, the most prestigious, the fact that you keep trying, you make an effort, you try to do the right thing, that in itself, you, 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 you may, may or may not, in that sense, earn the praise of your boss. But at least your other... Uh, colleagues who are sort of in the same boat as you or on the same level as you start to see, hey this guy's a good guy to work with he's a good he's, attitude he's got a yeah. great attitude sure. perhaps not the
0: best skill but you can always work on that you can always get exactly. better, and better. Exactly. Um, but you have the right attitude and with the right attitude you can have the right skill and then
1: exactly and that's, that's how you good. that's how you in a sense working together with your with your colleagues you don't have to be the best or always but you're always striving to do the best You can, and that's what matters, is attitude, really good attitude. Um, But if you could add the elements of doing this for God, then you start sanctifying your work, growing in professional prestige, and these two things help you to grow both humanly and spiritually. I think when you also add the supernatural dimension, it fills the
0: void of what the human virtues may may be lacking. And then that supernatural element allows you, hey, to, Elevate your work, and then you know when you're trying to glorify God, you'll probably do a little bit more of a better job.
1: Yeah. So this is this is where faith, the idea of being a Christian and being one of faith, we believe that that God helps us to turn the work, the human work that we do, into something holy. Yeah. So that's that that becomes something we can offer to God. That something is good to God. Um, you know, in the same way that in the 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 Cain and Abel, you know, Cain was able to um uh offer to God uh, a work that was good. Okay. Um and that is that is the thing that uh the sanctification side of things is what makes that work in that sense smell good to God. Okay, it's like it's attractive to God. Okay.
0: And um look, I'm sure many of our listeners are probably inspired. To to take action with this. I mean, this is a great principle. This is when you first discover. I know when I first discovered it, it just it it, it changes the way you think, and you're really keen to really do this and go back to work tomorrow morning or the day after, the next week, and take action with this. So let's go into three practical tools here. How can we we, we, we with what you've told us? How can we take action? What are some three practical tools for people and a lot of our listeners to actually get started with? Uh, taking action i'm sure a lot of people want to start they want to become better they want to sanctify their work um how can we get started what are some three practical tips
1: well okay it depends upon the the practical tips depend upon the type of work that you do as well okay because if you're a, a manual worker or a, a or an intellectual type worker uh, or maybe a combination of both um there's there's different ways in terms of practical ways I think one, one practical tool, whether you're um, in either of these two camps or sort of a mixture of these two of manual versus intellectual work, is have ambition. Ambition is good, like wanting to, 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 do, to do the best, to be the best, whether you're the best plumber, best factory worker, best In in my case, intellectual and working in in academia, in in research, in in teaching, in in being a lawyer or doctor, whatever, have ambition. But, and this is the important thing, not for selfish reasons. Okay, it's to serve other people. And ultimately is to serve God. Have ambition to serve God through your work. That's the first most important, uh, if you like, practical thing. And how do you do that? On a day-to-day basis, offer up your work to God. Okay, God, this is for you. When you begin the day, make what's called a morning offering, and these prayers that you can have. You know, um, through the most pure heart of Mary, offer you all the prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, for the most uh, immaculate heart of Mary. Okay, so this is this is offering a a morning offering. Be ambitious, but offer it up to God. That's the first, that's the first. um, You sound like a member of Opus Day. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's that's what we're 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 told to to do, you know. And that's part part of the idea of being a member of the work. You have to you know offer up your work because that's what the the founder of Opus Day would would tell us to do. Excellent. That's the first first tool, okay? Be ambitious, but don't be selfish and do it for. For God by offering up your work. Now the second one. The second one. Is to pray regularly. Okay, pray regularly. Now this is a very practical uh, uh, way of doing things, but it's difficult because you know life is difficult because there's so many things to do, so many other things to do. But you know. One of the things that many people do these days, even if they're not Christian, um, they just believe in tr- what's called me- meditation, and mm-hmm. they'll, they'll they'll sit and meditate and 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 bring their thoughts together. Well, for us Christians, praying, praying, is is a big way, a very very practical way of sanctifying your work and and developing professional prestige, and. You have to get in a good habit of praying regularly, okay? Praying regularly, and also going to the sacraments, okay? Prayer and sacraments—these two things. That's a that's a second, if you like. Uh, what second is
0: right? a script I would call uh, the plan of life, or have a bit more absolutely. of a routine of prayer. You know, if you leave Pain it up, really. it won't happen. You know, with how busy we are and everything, I think have a routine of prayer, perhaps. Or, absolutely, or absolutely. Excellent. Let's
1: go into the practical. Number three. So the third one, you know how I was saying that, you know, it's easy to talk about saying, you know, it's easy to say, I'll put God first and then uh, yeah. other, you know, other things later. Yes. In reality, you're always fighting. Uh, you know, then you start, start saying, oh, I'm going to make more money and be more famous. And be, but then, oh, no, no, damn, God, God has to go first. Well, to help us to find that balance, to keep putting God back first, is to seek spiritual direction, okay? So the practical thing is all of us needs a mentor, okay? And spiritual direction is basically like mentoring, but mentoring from someone who can help you both on a professional level, maybe not necessarily the same profession, but on a spiritual level as well, to help you manage and to help you come back. Hey, put God first. Stop thinking about these other things. Put God first. And so, going to regular spiritual direction helps us to stay honest. Okay. So, that's a third, third practical tool.
0: Excellent. And, um, and uh, I mean, it's just absolutely amazing to just comprehend this very principle of professional prestige and that how, I mean, it's quite refreshing because, you know, you go to work every single day. We spend most of our time. In the real world, you know, if we lose God, and that's most of our time. So if we we don't try to find God in our workplace, in our families, then we're going to lose God for most of the time. So it's refreshing to know, for many listeners at least, that your professional work and growing and becoming the best of your profession is not just a materialistic thing. You can glory. It's it's something where it can be sanctified. We can grow closer to God, become saints through it. And I thank you very much for your time here on the show. Uh, Dr. Ian Kwan. Um
1: it was really been my pleasure. Thank you very much, George. It's been pleased yeah, to share you. To
0: back on the show some other time. And uh, uh I hope everybody takes action with those three practical tools. Yeah. So thank you for tuning into the Gathic Toolbox, The Art of Practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manassa. Until next week, God bless. Take care and take action. Thank you.